Welcome to the Victorious Life TV broadcast. I'm Lisa Boldo, and it's always a pleasure and an honor to be with you on Thursday evenings or whenever you are watching or listening to this broadcast. But in this broadcast tonight, I'm going to be talking about submitting yourself to God, resisting the enemy so he will flee from you. This is what the Word of God says. So it's, you know, I asked the Lord, you know, what, I mean, I'm always talking about healing and I've got so many videos on, you know, how to receive healing and I have um, the seven scriptures to stand on for healing that the Lord had specifically given to me for you that you can get for free, you know, at my website at lisabuldo.com. But in this broadcast tonight, the Lord wanted me to talk about submitting yourself to him so that the devil will flee from you. And you know, when you submit yourself to God, I'm telling you, it's, it's exchanging your will for his will. And when you do that, you literally allow God to take your life and make it beautiful. Does that mean that everything is always gonna be peaches and roses? Listen, was it for Jesus? No, however, you will know how to overcome, how to live victoriously. This is what God wants, you know, for you. And so resisting the devil is going to play a big part in God taking your life and making it beautiful. You know that every area of your life that you give to God, he will fill it. He will fill it with his perfect will. And that's just beautiful. So before you can actively resist, and fight the devil, you're gonna need God. And you know, I know that many people share my broadcast and there may be those of you watching right now, maybe you don't know God at all. Maybe, you know, you've just heard that he's a punishing God. Maybe all your life you, you know, you thought, well, he's just out to get me, I'm no good. You know, maybe you think that you're worthless, you're, how could God love you after all the things you've done? Oh, my friend, take heart, that's, are Jesus. You know, so many people are blaming God for things that real that there's a nasty devil out there. And the thing is is the devil wants to deceive people into thinking that he's not real and then they just blame God. Well, if God is such a good God, then why are all of these bad things happening? Why do children get cancer and all these things? I get it. Listen, those are questions that would come up when you don't know God. You don't know his goodness, his mercy. And even if you do, sometimes those questions still come up. But I'm telling you, he sent the spirit of his son to live inside of you. He gave us his word so that we don't have to be without knowledge. We don't have to be destroyed for lack of knowledge, right? And, and, and God's word says that in Hosea 4, 6. God says, my people are destroyed. God's people, never mind the people that, you know, belong to the devil, because if Jesus isn't your savior, I hate to say it, but the devil already owns you. But Jesus paid the ultimate price for you with his blood, and all you have to do is receive him. And so all you have to do, if you want to experience a loving father that can take your life and make it beautiful, 
listen, again, we're always going to have things. We live in a fallen world. We're always going to have things to deal with, but you don't have to go to life, you know, go through life thinking, well, it is what it is. That's like saying, que sera, sera, right? Que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. No. As a believer, it's not. It, you know, my friend Lorette and I, you know, she's, she's awesome. And uh, we used to have conversations and she would, you know, and, and I remember this whole, it is what it is. And one day she said, no, it's what we say it is. And I'm like, mm, I like that. I like that. That's true. As a believer, it's not, it is what it is. It's what we say it is, right? Because Jesus said, you will say, you speak to the mountain, don't doubt in your heart and what you are saying and you believe you will have what you say. Okay, this is why I have notes because I speak from my heart and I, I can just really go off. But in any event, but it's all good because it's out of the overflow of my heart and it's Christ in me doing the speaking, right? Jesus said when you're brought before you know the magistrates and this and that, don't worry about what you're going to say. The Holy Spirit will be speaking through you. So praise the Lord. So what I was saying is for those of you who don't know God, but there's a desire in your heart for more. You want to know. Okay, I just had a thought come into my head. You know, there's all these new age practices out there with, um, you know, uh, oh my gosh, people are turning to things like the horoscopes, the crystals, the tarot cards, and all this stuff seeking power and to know the future. Listen, I was one of those people and it almost killed me. You can watch my testimony on, you know, YouTube or my website or whatever, but I was so steeped into the new age and and why? Because I had a fear of the future and because I didn't know God. I didn't know that he was this loving father. I'd heard about him, you know, and I was like, well, you know, let me tell you something. God loves you. Jesus died for you, for you, you watching right now. And the Bible says, it. God's word says, it is not God's will that any should perish. Here's the thing. Jesus gave his life for the whole entire world. He paid for your sins. He paid for you to be forgiven. He paid for you to have eternal life. He paid for you to be healed in your body, right? Spirit, soul, and physical body. Think about it. When Jesus was on this earth, listen, if you don't know anything about him and you want to know, just read the Gospels and find out what did Jesus do when he was here on the earth. All he did was preach, teach about the kingdom of God, and demonstrate God's goodness Everywhere he went, he healed all manner of sickness and disease. And he didn't tell the people, you need to turn. You know, he did say, of course, repent. The kingdom of God is at, at hand. But it, he, he, anybody that came to him that wanted healing, right, he healed them. And then, you know, he would tell them. Or he would tell them, repent. The kingdom of God is at hand. And then he would heal them. Either way. He healed everybody. He is good. He is good. And I know those of you watching right now, you know this, but I really believe that there are going to be people watching or listening who they don't know. They don't know the goodness of God. So they're looking to all these other things to try to fill this void that's inside. You don't have to do that. Please, I'm, I'm, I mean, take it from me. Watch my testimony. I was a wreck. I was a mess in relationships. I was a mess in finances. I was a mess from the word go. A mess. 
And I'm telling you, it's so awesome to have the Spirit of God living on the inside of me. And when people ask me what to do, boom, I've got the answer. And I'm only ever going to give you godly wisdom. While the world will tell you, oh no, you have a right to be mad and to this and that. I'm going to tell you, no. God's Word says, don't hold offense against anybody so that you're not hindered in any way from God's blessings, from walking in the fullness of God's Spirit. Okay, boy, I mean, just the Holy Spirit is just, okay, but let me just look here because there are some things that I want to cover. You know, this is why the Lord gave the body of Christ and gave the world teachers and preachers, but people are tired of just talk. They want to see godly character. And this is so important. You know, maybe you work in a job and, you know, everybody around you is just foul-mouthed and, listen, they're in the world. You can't expect them to be any different. If, listen, if someone does not know the Lord and even people who profess to know the Lord, you'll know them by their fruit. You'll know if they really walk with God by their fruit. What does that mean? By the results in their lives, by the way they, they um, have relationships with people. Okay, listen, I'm not saying that I'm perfect by any stretch. Oh my gosh, no, but I'm striving for that every day. You know, the word says, be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. I'm not perfect by any stretch, but Christ in me is perfect. And he is the one that I magnify and I lift up and I want to be more Christ-like every day and I'm striving for that, right? So I want to give you some scripture now because God confirms his word, not my word. So I'm going to give you some scripture. And this is how important it is to feed yourself on the word of God. You know, you eat physical food every day, right? You eat physical food for nourishment for your physical body, right? Hopefully you're, you're picking healthy you know, stuff. God get, gave us physical bodies. We need to put the right stuff in it, you know, good nutritional foods in it. But I'm talking about feeding your spirit so that when you feed your spirit with God's word, you're feeding your mind, your will, your emotions with the word of God. And then you're going to have, you're going to be able to dominate your body. You know, if you're hungry and, you know, you, you're going to know if, the, if God is wanting you not maybe to skip a meal to come away with him. Okay, I'm probably going over some people's heads, but it's called fasting, you know. But fasting is a time to come away with God so he can show you things, you know. So in any event, I want to give you some scripture about how important it is to feed your spirit, to feed your mind with the word of God so that you can get it so deeply rooted in your heart so that it comes out automatically. This is how you walk in victory. This is how then when the devil comes with a lie, you'll be able to know it right away. If you've got a question in your heart, whether something is right or wrong to do, it's probably wrong, okay? Because it wouldn't even be coming up as a question. If you, listen, but if you don't know God and you don't know his word, the word of truth, right? You're not gonna know truth. And so when a lie comes to try to deceive you, you'll go, well, well, you know, that makes sense. You know, maybe I can get away with this over here and nobody would ever know. You'll know. And you don't want to violate your conscience because that's an awful feeling. Okay, I don't know. That was for somebody. Um, it's for all of us, really. Okay, so Matthew 4.4 4 and Luke 4.4. 4. 
right? The tempter came to Jesus and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Check out what Jesus said. He said, it is written, man shall not live by bread, physical food alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. How do you live on the word of God? Because the Bible says that the word of God, it's life. It's literally spiritual food. It strengthens your spirit. And let me tell you something, your spirit, your breath, your spirit is what makes your physical body alive. When your spirit leaves, this drops. But you've got to make sure that your spirit is strong because that's how you communicate. That's how you live. That's how you have relationship. That's how you know what to do when you don't know what to do. God's word rooted in you. It gives you wisdom, right? Spirit of wisdom. Mm. Mm, okay. Ah. Okay. So John 4, 32. Meanwhile, the disciples urged him. I'm just reading about some uh, scriptures where it talks about food, spiritual food. And they, they said, Rabbi, eat something. But he told them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. What was he talking about? He was talking about the word, the word of God. And meaning he is the word of God, but I'm talking food from his, his father. And, and in the next breath, though, in John 4, 34, he said to them, my meat, my food, right? His food comes from the Father, and then he does it. He, he manifests. Whatever God says to do, he does it. He said to them, my meat, my food, is to do the will of him that sent me. That's strong. Jesus, the food from the Father, and, and he called it, he put meat into a verb, like an action word, is to do the will of him who sent me. That's awesome. So guess what? We should be saying that today. Our food, yes, we eat physical food, but our spiritual food, this, we take it in so that we can do the will of him who sent us, right? And Jesus told the disciples, as the Father sent me, now I send you. We are here to represent Jesus on this earth. That's why, you know, Jesus said, go, heal the sick, cleanse the leper, cast out devils, or raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. Jesus freely gave this to us, the Spirit of God in us, right? We have Galatians 4, 6 says that God sent the Spirit of His Son to live in, in us, in those who would believe and confess Jesus Christ as Lord. Mm. So, Jeremiah 15, 16, going back now to the Old Testament for a second, look at what Jeremiah said. He said, you understand, O Lord, remember me and attend to me. Avenge me against my persecutors. In your patience, do not take me away. He said, know that I endure reproach or persecution for your honor. Listen, you live godly, you will be persecuted. People that call you holy rollers, Jesus freaks, all, yeah, but guess what? You stay consistent, and guess what? Someday when they need help, because everybody needs help at some point, or they need healing, guess who they're going to come to? They're going to come to you. And you better let go of any of that persecution because they didn't know what they were doing. You forgive them, and you help them. Okay. And then Jeremiah said, she said, Know that I endure reproach for your honor. And then in verse 16, Jeremiah 15, 16, this is what Jeremiah said. He said, your words were found and I ate them. Your words were found. 
So saying he found God's word and words and he ate them. He said, your words were found and I ate them. Your words became a delight to me and my heart's delight for I bear your name. Oh Lord God of hosts. Guess what? You bear God's name. I bear God's name. We are representatives of Jesus Christ, ambassadors for Christ. Glory to God. John 6, 56 <laughs> says, um, you understand, O oh Lord. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I just read that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I must have I heard that twice. Okay, sorry about that. Jesus said in John 6, 55, for my flesh is real food and my blood is real drink. Whoa. John 15, 4. I love this. Jesus said, remain in me and I will remain in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit by itself unless it remains in the vine, neither can you bear fruit, right, or get results <laughs> unless you remain in me. Christ in you, you in him. God sent the spirit of his son to live in you. Wow. There's just so much I want to I want to say, but I've got to give you the word, the word. You know, some people may not even pick up the word of God, right? The Bible, the word of truth. Glory to God, the gospel. Okay, the good news. People may not pick up the Bible, but if you share a video with them, they're going to get scripture. They're going to get the word of God just from this video. Well, guess what? If it speaks to you, that makes you want to know more. When you see and understand and hear, because faith comes by hearing, what a loving Father, what a loving Jesus we have. Oh my gosh, it makes you want to go after him and know more and walk with him and talk with him and, and live with him and let him live in you and speak to you and direct you and guide you and lead you. Oh my gosh, glory. Okay, John 17, 23, Jesus said, I in them, me, he was talking with the Father, and he said, I in them and you in me, he was saying in the Father to the Father, and you in me, that they may be perfectly united so that the world may know that you sent me and have loved them just as you have loved me. He wanted, Jesus wanted you to know that the Father loves you just as he loved Jesus when he walked on the earth and as he loves Jesus now. Oh my gosh. And listen, if you've got Christ in you, right? Jesus is your Lord. That means you've got Christ in you. The Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ in you. When, G when, when God the Father looks at you, he knows that you belong to him. Why? How? Because he sees Christ in you. The Spirit of his Son. God knows those who are his, right? Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. Mm, glory to God. Okay. First John 2.24, <laughs> this was the apostle John speaking. He said, as for you, let what you have heard from the beginning remain in you. If it does, you will also remain in the Son and in the Father. Okay, First John 3.24, whoever keeps his commandments, whose commandments? Jesus, he gave us two. Love God, love people, right? He said in all, in those two, all the others are wrapped up. And Jesus is our Sabbath. He is. He said, the Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. He is our rest. Jesus. And he, so the two, all the ten are fulfilled in that, right? In, in, he said, those two, in all, in those two are fulfilled all the law and the prophets. Okay. I was trying to get the right words. 
Okay. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Praise God. Okay, 1 John 3, 24. I think I started this. Whoever keeps his commandments remains in God and God in him. And by this, we know that he remains in us by the spirit he has given us. Glory to God. See? And that's what I just said. See how he confirms his word. He knows who are his by the spirit of Christ in us. He sent the spirit of God to live in us, in you, when you confess Jesus as Lord and mean it with your heart. And trust me, God knows if you mean it. 1 John 4, 15, if anyone confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God abides in him. See, the Spirit of God lives in you. That's what he means by God abides in him and he in God. Okay, you abide in God, God abides in you. You you in God, God in you. Oh, it's beautiful. Proverbs 4.22, the word of God is life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Okay, so now for this just next part of this message while we have a few minutes left, I want to talk about resisting the devil Submitting to God, right? Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. This is James 4, 7, and 8. But first, I wanted to show you how important it is to take God's word, feed on it, feed on it, feed on it. Let it take root in your heart. Let it be planted. Because guess what? When you plant the word of God in your heart, it's going to grow up like a big tree. And that's what's going to come out of you. Mm, it's beautiful. So James 4, 7, and 8, submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Now remember, as you talk with God, he, you're drawing near to him. He's drawing near to you, but he's in you. So he literally is closer than your next breath, right? Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. This was James speaking. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. He's saying, like, this is what it means to resist the enemy. You know, listen, we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. But here's the thing. The more you've got God's word in you, like I was saying before, when the enemy comes with a thought or a temptation, you're going to, if you know, if you've got God's word rooted in you, you're going to, the, the enemy will get you to question, hmm, is, should I do this? Is it right? Is it wrong? And I was saying at the beginning of the broadcast, if you even have to question it, it's probably wrong. You probably shouldn't be doing it. If it glorifies and brings honor to God, that action that you would do, then it's the right thing to do. If it doesn't in any way, throw it out. That's a deception. But it makes sense. But that's reasonable. But does it honor Jesus? Is it something that Jesus would do? Would he approve of it? And here's how you submit yourself to God. If you know that Jesus really probably wouldn't approve of it, then you make the decision to agree with Jesus. And that's how you resist the enemy. And by doing that, you're literally humbling yourself because you're not putting your own will above the will of God. You're, you're not exalting that thought. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read that. But because if a thought comes to you, you want to do that, you know, and you decide to do it, even though you know it wouldn't please God, you're literally exalting that high thought. That thought, actually, it's not a high thought. It's a thought that's trying to make itself higher than the word of God. And you're agreeing with that. 
so you're not humbling yourself before God and you actually give the enemy access to come in and do more harm. And it can put you in bondage, in chains, and then you're like, ugh, right? So uh, anyway, 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5, it says, for though, well, it's actually 3 through 5. For though we live in the flesh, we do not war wage war according to the flesh. The weapons of our warfare are not the weapons of the world, right? We don't fight with the weapons of the world. Sometimes we do, and then we really feel bad about it, right? Because we let those thoughts go higher when Jesus would be like, zip your lap, don't say anything, right? A soft answer turns away wrath. That's Proverbs. That's wisdom. That's the word of God. Okay, it says, the weapons of our warfare are not weapons of the world. Instead, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Okay, so our weapons, right? Christ in us, the word of God, Hebrews 4.12 says the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, right? We don't need to fight with weapons of the world. We speak the word of God and we stand no matter what it looks like, no matter if the pain is there, no matter if it takes weeks, no matter how long it takes to see the manifestation, you stand and you don't consider anything else and you will see. And, and I'm not saying it's God's word. It's truth. Jesus said if you say you don't doubt in your heart, it will happen for you, okay? So it might look like it's worse. Well, you know, when they were, when Jesus was, um, said, bring the boy to me, because he wanted to cast out that devil that was causing those epileptic type of symptoms, it says that, the Bible says that, um, that the demon threw the boy down and convulsed him, ha, in front of Jesus. How dare that nasty devil, right? And then Jesus, you know, the boy was healed. Cured. Okay, let me finish this scripture. <laughs> so instead, our, our weapons, right, the word of God, has divine power to demolish, crush strongholds. What are strongholds? Addictions. Anything that's got a stronghold on your thoughts that causes you to do actions contrary to what you know you should be doing. That's a stronghold. The word of God demolishes that. It can demolish that, but that's why you got to feed, you know, Romans 12, 3, 12, 2, 12, 3, 12, 3, be transformed. You Transformation on the outside that can be seen only comes by renewing your mind with God's word. You have to feed on God's word and plant it, read it. What does it say? And then decide you're going to do it. You're going to do it. And then, oh, okay, wow, we're just about out of time and there's just... There's more that I want to share, but let's see how far I can get. Okay. Ephesians 4.27. Do not give the devil a foothold. Did I finish that scripture? Oh, I didn't. See? Praise God. Okay. So instead, right, our weapons, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We tear down arguments, right? And every high thought that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And let me tell you something, that is how you get rid of strongholds. Thought comes in, nope, that doesn't agree with God, cast it out. You know, Colossians 3.15 says, let peace be your umpire in every situation. Listen, when you're not agreeing with God, there's a part of you that is not gonna have peace. Pay attention to peace, peace, peace. Let it rule in your heart and in your decisions, okay?
very powerful. Okay, Ephesians 6, uh, okay, Ephesians 4.27, do not give the devil a foothold. Ephesians 6.13, therefore take up the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, right, having done all to do, right, you'll be able to stand your ground and having all, that, having done everything, you stand. That's what I was saying before, no matter what it looks like. Listen, don't go by, don't be moved by what you see, what you feel. When that demon started convulsing that boy, was Jesus moved by what he saw? No, but the disciples were. And that's why they couldn't cast that devil out. Because that unbelief only goes out by prayer and fasting. And by fasting, remember, that's a time to come away with God so God can show you things. And when you fast, you are exercising your senses. You're exercising you know, your senses so that you can be strong enough to have your body submit to you, to, to have your body listen to you. By, by submit, you know, another word for submit, it's like to listen to, all right? Okay, all right, let's see. We are just about out of time, okay? First Peter 5, 6, humble yourselves therefore under God's mighty hand so that in due time he may exalt you and lift you up. When you submit your will to his, you keep doing that over and over and over. And guess what? You're going to walk in his wisdom and he will exalt you. Mm, praise God. First Peter 5, 8, be sober minded and alert. Your adversary, the devil roams around like a roaring lion seeking somebody to devour. Don't let it be you. Don't even give him a crack. Don't give him an inch. Don't give him anything. Nothing that he can hold against you. First Peter 5, 9, resist him. Resist the devil that he's talking about. Standing firm in your faith and in the knowledge that your brothers throughout the world are going through the same kinds of suffering. Wow. Being, he's talking about persecution. You know, they're going through the same kind of things. And even, you know, like with sicknesses in the world and things like that, we need to represent Jesus. We really need to go after this. And I've got a ton of videos that talk about that. So we are out of time. But if this broadcast has been a blessing to you tonight, I ask you to share it. Share it because there's so many people who don't know the Lord but that are searching. We don't want them turning to the new age. Oh my gosh, that's like worshiping the golden calf, right? Ugh, no. We want them to know the Lord Jesus Christ, he bled to death. He shed every ounce of blood for you and me so that we could live in victory, so that we could know and be restored back to the Father who loves you so much, so much. Oh my gosh. You know, and like I said before, just sharing a video like this can can just change somebody's whole, change somebody's whole life because then they're going to want to know more. They're going to want to know more. You know, and if you haven't done so yet, make sure that you go to my website at lisaboldo.com and get your seven scriptures to stand on for healing. This is so powerful. And there's a video that I have there too that talks about healing and how you use and how to stand on those seven scriptures. Don't be moved by what you see or what you feel. Do not consider anything else. <clears throat> okay, so I just want to make sure I covered everything. 
You can see all any and all past episodes of The Victorious Life on Facebook, YouTube. You know, they're on my website. Um, so I just, I want to thank you for joining me tonight. And I just say want to say I love you. I bless you in Jesus' name. And I'll see you next time on The Victorious Life. God bless you. Good night.